0: welcome back to the holiday season special part two of two where we will be looking at a few more christmas holiday options to spend some of your extra time watching in case you haven't listened to part one it has options that aren't specifically christmas or holiday themed whereas this episode is a bit more on the nose for the holidays the previous episode also had options for each Hulu, Disney+, Amazon Prime, and Netflix, whereas this episode will only be Netflix and Amazon Prime content. Of course, Disney Plus and Hulu have plenty of holiday content themselves. Uh, let's get her moving here, though. I'll end this with a short review of the most re- recent addition to Netflix's original holiday content, which would be Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. I was originally just going to do that review but expanded things a bit. So let's first look at the other options, Netflix hats. Starting out with 2019's Claws, which is an animated movie. Starting there, I really like the animation. It gives it a certain charm and classic feel, as my understanding is, is that it is actually hand drawn, which is pretty cool. There's some big name talent behind the voice work in the movie. I don't recall anything, any of it being bad. Just a heads up, this is an alternate take on Santa Claus. Um, it does not follow the traditional or historical takes on Santa, or shall I call him Claus. But it's still a great story, uh, and it's about this horrible postman, and I mean... I don't mean a horrible person, I mean just a bad postman, who gets stuck at the worst outpost possible in the far, far frozen north, where he discovers Santa Claus is hiding out. With an 8.2 out of 10 rating on IMDb and a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie gets an instant classic rating from me. Claus is what you want in an animated Christmas tale. Let's go back a year from that to 2018 on Netflix with their release of The Christmas Chronicles. This movie feels a bit Hallmark-y. It misses the spot for me. It's got the right pieces, but it just bored me. Um, it has a Santa Kurt Russell, so I was expecting more. I was not expecting to be bored. It's an action, comedy, family movie, and since I don't remember much about it, here's what IMDb has to say. It's the story of sister and brother, Kate and Teddy Pierce, whose Christmas Eve plan to catch Santa Claus on camera turns into an unexpected journey that most kids would only dream about. So, yeah. I don't really recommend this one. But apparently it was popular enough because this year there was a release of The Christmas Chronicles 2 on Netflix. With a 7.10 out of 10 on IMDb and a 67% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, I give this movie a worn-out teddy bear with a pair of socks for Christmas. That's the rating. Worn-out teddy bear with a pair of socks for Christmas. Have fun. Now... Onto to the third Netflix movie on this list, Holiday. It is essentially exactly what it looks like, which is a rom-com. Pick one. Pick nearly any of them. They're all the same. This one is not exceptionally funny like a lot of the early 2000s rom-coms were. Those were more like com-roms. Uh, it does a couple of things I sort of liked. Um, I like how the personalities of the two are gender-flipped. So, in the end, it's the chick who's professing her love to the dude. It's done quite subtly, and I, I liked that. Um, They didn't try to make a joke out of it ever, or, and they didn't even try to point it out, which they really could have because this movie gets pretty meta a few times, but they still never got meta about that, which I liked. Um, Let's see. The movie doesn't beg you to laugh at the jokes. I like that. It hardly makes jokes. Um, It just has silly things and they tried so little to make those things funny that they aren't funny. However, that's better than a joke not landing. I think it is, at least. I also like that the two aren't actually in a relationship to start with and i thought that their chemistry was okay sadly this movie is not really a christmas movie like i was thinking it might be so yeah uh holiday has a 6.1 out of 10 rating on imdb and it has a 46 percent on rotten tomatoes oddly the critics like this one more than the audience And that's probably because of a couple of those little things that I mentioned. Critics tend to like that. I don't know. Um, I give this movie two and a half blank stares out of five. Do I dislike it? No. Do I like it? Not really. It's okay. Now, I've got two Amazon Prime movies before we get to Jingle Jangle. The first one being The Man Who Invented Christmas. This movie is rated PG. It's a biography, comedy, drama... It's about the journey that led to Charles Dickens' creation of A Christmas Carol, which is only the most timeless tale of Christmas in the world, retold a million times. I don't have a clue how much of this story is based on real history, real events, that kind of thing. I don't know. But if you're looking for an older, timeless period piece movie, I and mean, this movie itself isn't older, but if you're looking for a movie that sets in an older time and you know, a period piece, like I said, this movie really is it, I and mean, it's packed with this, like, old-school holiday spirit in it, maybe not packed, but loosely packed, and so this wouldn't be a bad option, if that's what you're looking for, it it feels longer than the one hour and 44, 44 minute runtime, but in a sense, I was kind of okay with that, because I just felt like maybe I got more story than I actually did, then, you know, at the end, I was like, oh, that's all it took to see that much like it felt longer I don't know usually that's a bad thing but um usually and and true to this movie too that doesn't mean it's a bit slow it can drag at times a little bit I forgive the movie for that I don't think that I will rewatch it it is uh semi memorable and I know it doesn't sound like I'm selling this movie well I mean let's look at it it has a seven seven point zero rating out of ten on IMDb and it has a 79% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to give this movie two ghosts out of three. Specifically, the ghosts of Christmas past and Christmas present. It's missing the pizzazz of the Ghost of the Christmas future. And that's really all that's missing. it's missing. Just a little oomph. Second up from Amazon Prime is Daddy's Home 2. Which I saw at some point. I don't recall much specifically about it, but I think I saw it in theaters with some chick, and I believe we both liked it. Uh, you know, it's stupid funny. I thought I should add a good old classic funny Christmas story to the list. And Daddy's Home too, fits the mold from my memory. Um, it, it does star Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Mel Gibson, and John Lithgow. So it's got some familiar faces to warm up your basic little heart. Daddy's Home 2 has a 6 out of 10 rating on IMDb and a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it did get a 50% rating from the audience. If you want something stupid and funny, go with this over Holiday for sure, I would say. Um, At least, I hope I'm right on that and I'm not misleading you. It also has uh, more holiday flair in it than Holiday does, or at least more Christmassy flair. I give the movie a, a thumbs up while i'm shaking my head no and saying yes you should watch it with a big old fucking smile very confusing huh all right well we've got a guest for the main attraction snickers has come to save the two uh which honestly i think i'm gonna do kind of similar to the rest um I'm, i'm just gonna try and fly through it it's not gonna be like a normal review I'm not going through other reviews or anything like that, but um, I'll spend a little extra time on it. I also want to let you know that I won't spoil anything important. This movie is about two hours long. Have I said it yet? Jingle Jangle, the Christmas journey. What is it called? Jingle Jangle on Netflix. Um, So it's about two, two hours long. It's rated PG and it is considered a holiday family fantasy musical. I'm using holiday very much on purpose here because it is not a story of Christmas, but it is a story that runs parallel to the lessons that we would typically associate with the lessons that we learn in Christmas movies. The spirit of Christmas is strong enough in this movie. It's definitely, it's there. What is this movie about, you ask me? It tells the story of Geronicus Jangle an inventor who seemingly has it all. He has his own shop, a loving family, and a love for his community. It all comes crashing down, but years later, through a little bit of help from his granddaughter, Journey, Dronicus finds his belief, his passion, and his love again. And that is the best way that I could put it without ruining anything. I didn't write many notes. Honestly, I have two notes as far as like just generally on the movie. Or hard to explain, but uh, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story, it took about thirty six minutes into the movie for the movie to really get into what the movie was about. Uh, So it's it has a long setup, and then it's almost like there's a new first act once. Once we get to 36 minutes into the movie. So there's a lot of world building, I suppose. Uh, You know, having the musical numbers in there, I'm sure, adds to how long it takes to get to certain points in the movie, I suppose. So, yeah, I don't know. Just a, a note that I made. And also, when you do watch this, please explain to me how did the kids not know their grandmother's name without even knowing anything about this movie? Just think of that question. How do the kids not their, not know their own grandmother's name? It makes no sense. I don't know. There's something missing to make the very end of this movie really make sense, I suppose. I'm sure you'll kind of notice when you get there. Uh, I'll get into a couple notes on specific uh, technical aspects of the movie, like writing i wrote that i thought it was a wee bit disjointed it takes a bit to get into the movie um and i was confused at times and also even though it takes a bit to like really get into the movie the movie also jumps right into things very quickly so i'll talk a little bit more on that later Uh, when looking at cinematography right off the bat there's a lot of very obvious cgi going on but then honestly uh that kind of goes to the wayside and it's really the movie's really good there's not much obvious cgi going on until there's an escape scene towards the end of the movie um it looks pretty bad so you hate to see stuff like that and that's really only going to age all the worse as this movie ages and this is a movie that could definitely be a timeless classic, except it might not be because of the CGI. Um, but I will say um, there is a toy character that will come to life in this movie uh, very early on and he looks like as if a toy were to come to life in a real movie. Like I like how they did his CGI. Looking at the production design excellent essentially the costume design is nearly um, not nearly i mean it's it's fantastical that's the best word it's really cool early on and throughout the movie everything is very pretty and clean but it also has this wear and tear going on to it so the world looks lived in um the locations of this movie look perfect i love it all uh, a little bit about Acting, uh, so for the first song in the movie, it feels like they are mouthing the words to the song. And there are one or two other songs where I kind of really felt that vibe. Um, and mostly for that first song, what's really uh, creates this like uncanny valley look to the song compared to. These actors that are singing the song, the energy doesn't match the energy of the song. Uh, it looks like I wrote down the other song will be this song called "Possible," where that problem tends to resurface a little bit. Uh, so that was distracting. The sound design in this movie, other than that, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly where that issue lies, but the sound design, like two thumbs up. It feels like there's a new song every eight minutes or so, and it's a musical, so that is fine. But there there is a lot of musical to it, so just a heads up if you don't like musicals, um, you know that doesn't go by the wayside or anything like that. And I really I did enjoy the score to this movie quite a bit. I'll just uh, talk about a few more things. Uh, this movie has a very strong live play feel to it. And I like that charm in A Christmas Tale, so I was down for that. I would have been $100 and said that this movie was filmed on a soundstage and in a studio somewhere, you know, like on set. But, however, I would have lost that money. Uh, At least, probably. It might have depended on how specific that bet got. Because the primary town center, the town in this film, is shot in... El- uh, on Elm Hill in Norwich and that's in the UK they used CGI then to transfer the streets into the city of the movie which is Cobbletown Cobbleton uh, I think they did an excellent job with that and I really enjoyed the locational aspects to this movie a lot um, they nailed that part of their vision the indoor stuff does appear to have been shot in a studio and that's where it kind of got a little depends exactly what that bet might have been but one can only assume that that is true based on the fact that this movie was filmed in may in uh, the uk i believe and uh, based on that time of the year and the fact that you can see some snow in those shots in those indoor scenes you'd say that they were probably on a set getting a little bit into some of the main actors I want to talk about so Forrest Whitaker is in this movie he plays the titular or well not titular but he plays our main guy Jeronicus. I have a couple of minor minor complaints about his character just um, and I would say it's probably a directing choice uh, sometimes he seems a bit different um, it doesn't feel like it's one character totally but at the same time, I, I love it all, and he does an amazing job of acting in this movie. Um, even if there were a couple of minor moments where I'm like, you know, he seems a little bit different in this scene than that scene. Like I said, it, story-wise, there would be a reason behind that. I just... The evolution sometimes isn't there. But as far as the actual acting force, Whitaker freaking kills it. Um, and I, I loved what he did in this movie. Then there is um, Key or Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele, and he plays Gustafson, who is one of the main people in this story. And um, I thought that was a great choice. I really enjoyed him in this role. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to ruin anything there. And then finally. Uh, a little girl by the name of madeline mills who plays the granddaughter journey i would be surprised if we don't see more of this girl in the future she went toe-to-toe while acting with forrest whitaker you know right there with him in scenes and so that's got to say something she's very expressionable um and i don't know she's seems like a damn good little actress so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her in more things And she's cute as a little button too. So. This movie. Is currently sitting. At a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDB. With nearly 25% of those votes. Being straight up 10s. So that's impressive. Uh, Some people will love this movie. And I totally understand why. I'm a bit of a stickler. When it comes to some of that CGI stuff. Which takes me out a little bit more. Than it does others. Um, And then that the wording while they're singing sometimes those two things really just hurt this movie a little bit for me but the movie also has a 94% approval rating on rotten tomatoes i can't argue with that i still approve of this movie i would give this movie 4 out of 5 christmas wreaths it's filled to the brim with holiday spirit it's good for parents and children alike the only folks that i don't think um that would like this movie are people who really don't like musicals and, and and don't watch this movie if you're not into musicals at all like if you dislike them strongly if you're kind of okay with them from time to time then i still think this movie's a really good christmas movie to watch there is a new musical number like every i think i talked about it like every eight minutes roughly in this movie it's pretty often uh, sometimes though they are incredibly short like uh, there's one musical number that's just a couple lines, if you can call that a musical number. Uh, let's see, anything else I got? Oh, yeah, I guess a little bit of the history. This movie was something that the director, producer, whatever the case, uh, has been in this guy's mind for the last 22 years. And he's finally been able to bring it to the big screen. And I really think that that, uh, that shows, that comes through on the screen mostly for the better uh because this world it couldn't be created like in a day it just couldn't it's uh it's too fantastical to have not kind of boiled inside of somebody's mind for some time but uh a little bit for the worst too i would say it seems like you know over time he's got this whole world probably it seems like there was more story that he wanted to tell but had to pull it back and tone it back uh, for the sake of making this movie a bearable length, which is obviously the right decision, but I do think some of that come, leaks through in the movie. Uh, and the last thing before I sign off, make sure to be in the mood and in the moment for this movie. This movie gets right into things so it's um, a good before bed movie. It's not really a good like midday, tossed on movie to watch. Set the mood. Turn off those lights, flip the phones over, and put them on silent. Go to the bathroom ahead of time. Have whatever beverages and snacks ready to go. And you should enjoy yourself. And if you don't, maybe you need your own journey and Buddy 3000 in your life. Take care. Love ya. Happy, 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 Have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll be releasing a review on planes, trains, and automobiles first thing on Thanksgiving morning. So it will be ready for you if you have a long commute. I'll come and tag along with you. Winky face. I don't know. I can't wink at you. You won't. Alright. Peace.